Coming up today on Locked On Texas Tech, help for tech by way of Fresno, Debbie McGuire's new sons, a history-making Red Raider, and flip-flops. Next on Locked On Texas Tech. You are Locked On Texas Tech, your daily podcast on the Texas Tech Red Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're going to start this thing off right. Great to see you again on Locked On Texas Tech on the Locked On Podcast Network. Thanks for making us once again your first listen on YouTube or anywhere you get podcasts. Appreciate those everydayers always being out there. If you got to have a long weekend, hope it was good to you. He's the only Chris Level. I'm Casey Cowan, and we know Chris since last time you and I gathered for a conversation. Uh, the time has been good for Joey McGuire and the Red Raider football program because we thought there might be some impending help arriving, but didn't have it come to fruition uh, by the time we had our last episode out. But it did afterwards in the form of a guy we spent some time talking about last week in Braylon Lux. And I think one of the final things we said about either Mr. Lux or kind of the situation there in the defensive backfield as a whole is don't overlook it because right now it's kind of understated maybe the shuffling that could be required. But I think the way you set it up here was that if this was a get for Texas Tech, certainly would uh, maybe ease some of that shuffling. Yeah, you know, they, they uh, this is somebody that I think there's been a, a prior relationship with, uh, so they kind of know what they're getting here. But the, the bottom line is, I, I think, and we'll get into the why it's important here in a little bit, but I think this this essentially is a Kobe Miner replacement. And, but, but I mean, he could, you know, Braylon Lux could end up being better than, than Kobe Miner was. And I, I think that uh, this was on the list of needs that you had as a team. And I think you can kind of start to check this list uh, or, or check this need off with this addition, again, you can't address everything. You're always going to have semi question at, at whatever spot you've got. And I, I think whether it's lack of experience or lack of depth or lack of star power, I mean, there's always questions at some positions on, on a football team, but I think having enough guys that can cover, you know, period, uh, I think is very important, uh, especially the way the game is played these days when, when teams are running, you know, a lot of nickel and dime stuff, like is there permanent, you know, base defenses at times, depending on the opponent or depending on what the the opposing offense is. So right. th- this, if anything, it gives you, it, it, it gives you some help. It, it answers a question and it also allows, you know, like your true freshman to, you know, to kind of ease into this and not get pressed into things as quickly. This is not in any way, uh, an indictment on, oh, yeah, these true freshmen just are nowhere near ready. No, that's not th- – th- I hope nobody looks at this that way because that's not what what this is. This is just – it's really trying to check off as many boxes as you can to try to ensure that you've got your best foot forward to try I to mean, make a run. Those guys are true freshmen. It's no yep. slight to them, but they just yep. are what they are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I – you know, Chapman Lewis, for example, he's going to play uh, as a true freshman. He's going to play special teams. He's going to probably get some run on defense, but it 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 eliminates maybe the need, at least early on, 
from having to press him into a starting position or something, but it also it, it in a perfect world, it, it allow it gives you kind of in some ways three starting corners. And I think uh, depending on what you're trying to get done uh, or who you're playing, if there's an injury, I mean, you know, Brandon Lux can absolutely start for you and you can feel really, really good about it. Um, and I think, you know, look, they, they vetted his departure from Fresno State. I think that they there's a reason why they had him on campus as a visit and pursued this. I will tell you, he's got he's got a little bit of schoolwork to do this summer to be eligible for uh, the fall, but it's not. Uh, it, it, it's, it should be no problem, but that's kind of why I think you see him visit. And then I think it, there's this lag between that and when he's able to, when he actually commits and all those things as they tried to sort through that with his transferable credits and just all this kind of <laughs> stuff, which is, it, it's the same situation with Steve Linton, you know, that there was a, there was a want and a need, and then they just had to sort through the academic part to make sure they can make the pieces fit and make it work and make sure everybody's on the same page because some credits transfer to other schools, some don't. It's just, you know, it's, it's confusing, but that's up to academic counselors and all that stuff to, to sort through. But they're on the right <laughs> side now, and he can – this is a guy that can absolutely help you. Not surprised that Texas Tech, the Harvard of the West, is turning an, an eye up at these bum credits from Syracuse. Fresno State, Plato, advanced Plato. What is this? This doesn't transfer. Uh, Chris, for for Braylon Lux, though, that that's really interesting because I was about to just, and we still can, but uh, get further into this transition time for him as a football player because, buddy, it's it's June one coming up real soon, and then fall camp is just a couple of months away. Kickoff September second. So I'm thinking about like the acclimation. As a defensive back, as a Red Raider, how tough that's going to be, Chris, in that short amount of time. Um, and I want to get back to something you said about the ease with which maybe a defensive back or a cornerback can make a transition uh, that others can't. Um, but, man, now adding to that some things to do uh, in the classroom would make for a pretty busy summer, <laughs> obviously, for, mm -hmm. for Braylon Lux. And I don't know if he came to play school or not, but, buddy, we got to play it for a little while. So uh, best of luck. Yeah, he, he will be busy this summer, but again, it's it's not it's minor. I think from the yeah. standpoint of like what he needs to get done. In other words, to to, to be on the right side. Otherwise, they wouldn't have uh, pursued this. Yeah, and, and I think that being a cover guy is the easiest transition. This is why I think if Joey had to trot out, you know, some of these true freshmen, it's one of the easiest things you you can do straight from high school to college. That's the way Joey and Tim or feel about that position it doesn't mean that every guy can do it it's just it, it's it's kind of one-on-one -on -one more often than not I think he will have to understand scheme I think he's very familiar with coach Deruder and the system that he runs and like I said there's a prior relationship there yeah and and so I think they they, they sort through that part uh but you know where where it's uh you, you know because the general yeah it gives you another guy that can cover but I think when you play the Texases of the world or the Oregons, uh, some of the teams that'll be a bit deeper as far as wideouts or that run some some spread and that run that have plenty of quality options on the outside, th th this really helps you in certain games. Now, is this a guy that you're playing a run heavy team that's going to factor in heavily? No, it's not. But uh, 
but I think this is somebody that in certain matchups, he will play a, a huge role uh, when you get into a lot of nickel and, and dime stuff. And, you know, so because you, you talk about starters, I don't know if he will technically ever be listed as a starter, but he probably will start some games depending on what what defense they, they start in in a game based on who they're playing and what that other team's running. But that's why uh, I think they wanted to, to kind of, you know, and, and like this is this is just as big for a guy like Mo Horn because Mo Horn kind of, you know, moved up, you know, in, in the thought process on the depth chart uh, when Kobe Miner left. And then you have these true freshmen that were early enrollees. Now you had two of them here that they both were, were really good. But Braylon Lux, and, and see, here, here's the other part of it. On the, the flip side is, say, you know, you think about it in these terms. But first, today's episode brought to you by Built Bar. If you want a great tasting, delicious snack, but you don't want all the sugar, you don't want all the calories, I got what you need. That is Built Bar, the world's best tasting protein bar. Summer is upon us, which means that beach body needs to be in line. If you're European, that may be the same thing as you're looking good naked body also needs to be in line. Very important this time of year and Built Bar can help you get there. It's so delicious. You're not going to believe it's good for you, but that is the truth because there's only 130 calories and four grams of sugar with a whopping 17 grams of protein. And now you don't need to Wait for something in the mail. While you can still get those specialty flavors at Built.com, you can also head over to your nearest Walmart and pick up a four-bar box. Or if you're near Sam's Club, run in, grab a 13-bar box. You know the hit flavors, brownie batter, puff, churro, puff, cookies, and cream. Make it happen today. Walmart, Sam's Club, or Built.com. And you can thank me later after you've had your first Built Bar. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Here's the other part of it. On the, the flip side is, say, you know, you think about it in these terms. You now, I think, projected would have a starting corner here in Braylon Lux for next season. Because Malik Dunlap and uh, Rayshard Williams are both going to exhaust eligibility. So now you, you've got a year acclimation to hand him one of those starting jobs. But I'm telling you, I'd, I'd be willing to bet you that in some capacity, injury or scheme or whatever, Braylon Lux ends up starting uh, games, maybe even plural, for you this season. Next season, meaning uh, 2024. And that, that was one of my questions, one or, or two-year guy. So two-year guy? He's a two-year guy. He's got two years of eligibility, as we understand it. And I think that 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 is a very important to note. I don't, I don't think you – you turn him down if if you know this player, you feel comfortable with this player, and he can help you if he just has the one year. But that's kind of an added bonus. I think gotcha. you find a fit, and he's got more than one year because again, you're going to be looking for you know replacements for for, for Malik and, and Rashad you know next year. But I think that he, here's easily uh, one option for that. 
And 27 games at Fresno State, 22 starts there, and certainly not comparing the level of competition necessarily, Chris, but uh, he's been in the fire uh, mm-hmm. for the Bulldogs, clearly uh, was being leaned on for a, a consistent period of time. So he'll bring um, a little bit more as far as, you know, this guy's a true freshman. He only knows what he knows. He doesn't know what he doesn't know. And for no, if no other purpose, uh, you're bringing a guy that that's seen a lot of football uh, on the college level, though not the big 12 level, but uh, on the college level, Chris, and that that's impossible to replicate or duplicate. I mean, that's what they're doing in the spring. That's what they're doing in fall camp is trying to make it feel like what it's going to feel like on those Saturdays and occasional Thursday nights. So uh, always great to have guys who have felt that uh, many times before. Yeah, you just can't replace experience, especially college experience. And the fact that he's not going to be – you know, overwhelmed by anything. There's not going to be a, a stadium that he's in or, you know, a matchup that he's in where he just, you know, again, he, he's been there. And that, I just think it, it's good for a variety of reasons. It, it, it's immediate help. It allows your younger kids to, to kind of ease into this thing uh, a bit. And it gives you more depth uh, defensively on special teams. And, and you know, the, this freshman class over the weekend has moved in. And I think that there's a lot of thought internally of how much different they all look uh, physically, you know, like the measurable, uh, you know, thing that we, <laughs> we, we get into. Like, like for example, Macho Stevenson, which is a wonderful name. Um, you know, he, he's one of your signees that, you know, was right there, I believe, in Shreveport. And he's somebody that I think internally they're shocked that LSU didn't take him. And he's a 6'2 corner. So help is on the way. Hmm. Braylon, Braylon Lux just allows you to kind of uh, – and, again, Macho is a guy that just got here, so he's going to be very similar to, to Braylon Lux. But, you know, your Chapman Lewis types that, that were here in the spring did really well and, and I think proved themselves and, and all that. But I think what Braylon Lux has is, see, he's been in the weight room for two or three years. He's been on a college nutrition program for a couple of years. Th- these are massive differences compared to how high school – you know, I think high school kids, they think they're working hard or they think they're at the top of the food chain at times that they're in a big high school in Dallas or Houston or some big city in Louisiana, whatever it may be. You get into a college program and they lift differently. They train differently. They feed you more. And all of a sudden you look up and a guy looks completely different in 60 days. I mean, Steve Linton is a prime example. And he came from Syracuse. You know, it's like, coach, man, they didn't they didn't really feed us like this there. You know, and and, they, they took, and then that's where, you know, again, some programs are just different. I think even even shockingly, Tyler Shuck came from Oregon and was like, y'all do it differently here than what Oregon's doing. Y'all really check this nutrition box. But that's just the, you know, if, if somebody like Chapman Lewis is mano a mano against a guy that's 6'2", 215, and he's 6'1", 180, that's a that's 35 to 40 pounds difference of <laughs> yeah. physicality. Yeah. That's just math, baby. That's just math. <laughs> that's right. That's right. And so that that's the part why if your technique is right, if you're if, if you're going to be big at some point but you're just not there yet, it, it allows them some time to kind of ease into their college career instead of throwing them in the fire early. But it, anyway, lots, uh, lots to like there. Well, and you mentioned the 23 freshman class uh, getting moved in. I saw a tweet from Coach McGuire from his house poolside 
uh, having fun with the 23 class. I was under the assumption they were moving into the dorm, but are they just renting a room at the McGuire estate? Are they all staying there? <laughs> it looked like Debbie McGuire had roughly 22, 23 new sons. Uh, and I think that's actually the way that she looks like, uh, looks at it. But yeah, there was a tweet from coach McGuire spending some time there at the crib with the newcomers, uh, as they get acclimated to this, Chris. And yeah, it's just around the corner. feels like a little while, but just around the corner, uh, fall camp time will be here. There's no question about that. And we'll go very fast for those guys uh, who have who have not done it before. We'll be drinking from a fire hose, so to speak, yeah. as they try to just get used to being away from home, being a college student, being out on their own, and uh, being a Big 12 football player. Before we leave this football realm, Chris, I- I'm just so interested now in the timeline for Rashad Williams this summer because – his his story has made all of this a little bit more interesting on the back end uh, of the defense. Do you have a concept of like some timeline checkpoints, I guess, where, man, we hope for him to be in this shape by then, or we hope for this visitor appointment, doctor's appointment to go well by then? Because like I said, man, we're, we're just a little over 60 days from when you're getting back to it and trying to get ready for the season. Yeah, I believe he had a, a procedure done, uh, I, I think, several weeks ago. Um, yeah. I think he's expected to be, you know, good to go uh, in July, I think, and, and and well before when they officially report for, for fall camp and things like that. I don't think that there's any concern that, um, that he would not be uh, ready. I think it was something that he even played through a latter part of the season, and, and at some point during the bowl game, I think it – it flared up and they had to, you know, then they, then they, they were like, okay, let's let him rest and let's try to get through some spring. And if it's not, if it's not fixed then or whatever, then we, we just need to go in and, and address it. And they, they gave him some time in spring and just finally decided, okay, this is going to be best. Let's go in and, uh, and get this fixed. And they did, uh, the sports hernia, uh, surgery and all those things. But no, he, I don't think there's any concern there. This is not, this is also much like this is not an indictment on, your freshman, it's also not a concern of like, okay, I mean, we may not have race shot. I mean, I guess you, you're yeah. always concerned about injured guys, but you know, it's not like, okay, we need to go find us another starting corner because race shot may not, may not be healthy and enough or anything like that. But uh, you know, and it's funny, you mentioned that about Debbie uh, a while ago, Debbie McGuire, the first lady of, of Texas tech football. <laughs> At some point we need to do a, we need to do a full episode on her, man. She, she is, she is one of the most impressive ladies I've been around. She's just like her husband with her positivity, and she does she does treat it like that. I mean, she is 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 in many places as Joey is, and is just as positive and energetic. And you just feel better after you're around her. And it's like, I think that what sums her up is I think after the bowl game and it was very emotional the win right after it's over I was on the field and I'm, I'm waiting to talk to Joey and he was doing a tv deal and I was waiting to, to get with him he's just got a new contract in the day they win this emotional big game right um the crowd was awesome you beat Ole Miss and I said hey congratulations and she was like congratulations to all of us like everybody this <laughs> she didn't want any of the the congratulatory she was wanting to like say hey congratulations to you too you know kind of thing this is this is about all of us but that, i mean it, it's she she's fun to be around and she gets it for sure <laughs> and i appreciate the congratulations i didn't yes. get a chance to tell her thank you for that but <laughs> i appreciate the congratulations as i took in the bold victory from uh, san miguel mexico um and by the way coach mcguire and mrs first lady mcguire um yep. that sounded awful like uh, medieval times mrs first lady um 
Poolside Locked on Texas Tech episode? I mean, you're talking about doing an episode featuring Mrs. McGuire. How about actually featuring Mrs. We're available any poolside treatment anytime once you clear all these guys out. They look like they're, they're taking up quite a bit of space. So once you clear them out, we'll get the big handsome men, myself, and uh, maybe a poolside Locked on Texas Tech episode just coming down the pipe. She would be a phenomenal guest on our show. A <laughs> phenomenal guest. Yes. I was speaking into existence. <laughs> yeah. Put that bug out there in somebody's ear. All right. Yeah. We are back for one more coming up dead ahead on this edition of Locked on Texas Tech. And we're talking Red Raiders doing big things. In one instance, like the first time ever this thing has been done. In another instance, the Sunshine State shaking in their boots again Become because here come the big bad Red Raiders. Shout out to Mike Breen. It's next on Locked on Texas Tech. Glad to have you along for the ride again on Locked on Texas Tech on the Locked on Podcast Network with Chris. I'm Casey. Subscribe on YouTube if you haven't so far so you never miss an episode or anywhere you get podcasts. You can also check us out on the SiriusXM app. That's SXM in the App Store. Before we are out of here, a couple more things to touch on as it relates to the Double T, Chris. First, a shout out to one Ludwig Aberg, which is a name you don't hear often in Lamb County. But uh, if you're running around in Texas Tech golf circles or just golf circles in general right now, you may have heard this guy's name, Chris. I said a moment ago, he's doing big things and in one way doing something that's never been done before. Uh, Ludwig has become the first player to go directly from college to PGA Tour membership after a memorable recent run. I really shouldn't even use the word recent because it's all been memorable. But if you're mentioning the word 59, like at a local golf course, somebody's probably trying to fight you if that's the number you're going with when it's all said and done. But this was legit, and show, and so is Ludwig, man, who is uh, becoming a familiar name uh, to golf fans all across the country right now. You know, and he he wins the the golf equivalent of the Heisman, uh, you know, the yep. Ben Hogan Award, and I, I just, I, you know, this isn't a, a topic that we talk about a ton uh, with each other on, you know, just like the the college golf space or anything, but we may look up you know, depending on what, what it looks like here in, in the coming years and say, this guy was one of the best athletes to ever come through Lubbock, Texas in, in his, you know, in his sport uh, yeah. or her for that matter. Um, you know, the, the Sally Kip Yegos of the, the world. Exact name. I was about to say he's in the Sally Kip Yego yeah. category of people that don't get enough shine, but I mean, crushed it. Yeah. I mean, and so, cause the, you know, to, to get your your tour tour card and I and I, I'm I'm I've heard that he's had sponsors lined up you know for for months now or several weeks for whenever his professional career uh, would start. I think Greg Sands never gets enough credit because again we it's just not a a sport that's at the forefront in the college space or or gets a ton of pub. But Greg Sands is just that that thing is just a, a machine. Yep. And then they just, I mean, he just cranks out, you know, stud golfers. I mean, Mito Pereira a couple years ago, too, uh, yep. that's now, I think, was uh, 
on the, you know, went from PGA to the live tour, I think maybe, but anyway, just, it's like, and, and there are a lot of, there's a lot of foreign guys. And that's why I think some people, there's a, a bit of a disconnect cause they just don't know them or they, you know, it's not, you know, just uh, top of mind awareness, but yeah, the guys, he's phenomenal. I mean, I, I can't even fathom. I mean, 59 for me is, is front or back nine, you know, and then, you know, like, you know, I mean, and I haven't played golfing for in a long time, but that that's just insanity to me. That that's darn near perfection. Uh, yes. uh, you are literally dominating a golf course. I don't care what the you know the the circumstances are of the course or the weather. To to fifty nine strokes in a round of eighteen holes is just insanity to me. Yeah, I, I would never even conceive of that number being mentioned without uh, then shouts of BS ringing out uh, from the crowd. Like, you know, you go to a scramble and somebody kicks out a number and you're thinking, I never heard of these guys. And then you know there's guys who are like at every scramble and you're being watched at all times. It's a very anxiety-filled situation. Shout out to Sundown Golf Course. Beautiful Muni out there, baby. Got through a it's couple like of a scrambles there. You know what we need is like you know you know Wilt Chamberlain years ago in Hershey, Pennsylvania, he scored 100 points in a game, and there's that picture, palming <laughs> right. that ball, and it says 100 on it. We need uh, we need Ludwig Aberg with the a, a, a pose with just 59 written on the. On oh, the I thought ball. you were gonna say like 100 plus for us as well, because my wall would be filled <laughs> with pictures if we yeah. went with the 100 plus. Yeah. Uh, shout out to Ludwig who is making history, Ben Hogan Award winner. 59 on them, and then the first uh, player to go directly from college to PGA Tour membership. And shout out to Greg Sands, who doesn't just keep it on an individual achievement level, but uh, cranks out team NCAA tournament qualifications and the like year after year after year after year. Speaking of year after year after year, well, we can easily transition to Tim Tadlock in Texas Tech Baseball, who Heard their name called for NCAA postseason play, Chris, in the Sunshine State, quaking in their flip-flops. I said boots earlier. Must be flip-flops, actually, however, because the Gators have had some pain inflicted upon them as this will be the destination for Texas Tech. Gainesville, Florida. And the Florida Gators and Texas Tech have danced a few times in different NCAA postseason environments, and it's come out pretty well for Tech for the most part, Chris, so... Hoping for similar things here, but it'll be Tech and UConn. Future Big 12 matchups <laughs> kick off on Friday morning, 11 o'clock. Florida, Florida A&M with the most savage sports logo maybe in the nation. Check out Florida A&M's Rattlesnake look if you haven't seen it. They'll be getting after it later that afternoon on ESPN Plus because who cares about the Gators? Who wants to see them? No, it's Tech UConn, ESPNU, Friday morning at 11 o'clock. And we never sweated it for a minute, right, Chris? Knew they'd be qualified for the postseason all along. No worries. <laughs> yeah, you know, they uh, they got, you know, the, the, I think beating Kansas two out of three in the last, uh, you know, regular season series and then and doing a little bit of early damage in the Big 12 tournament and making it as far as they did, I think, you know, got their RPI to a, a nicer spot. They they're going to have a hard time here just because I think there's some questions on their, their arms. Uh, it's always the the question, but you know, you're, you're, you're missing Trendon Parrish. It looks like for this weekend who had been a, a primary starter for you. I think they, they've kind of, it sounds like coach Tadlock is going to move up Kyle Robinson into a primary uh, role. He's been hot lately. And I think uh, so he's either going to get the ball in game one or game two with Mason Molina get, getting the other start. But it's just, 
it's tricky because in these scenarios, you really need to. If you go two and zero, you're in you're in a beautiful spot. If you don't go, if you go, if you lose that first game, oh, hmm. you're in serious trouble. I mean, you you just are. Um, not that you can't do it, but boy, you are behind the eight ball because you're going to get into a a fourth and a fifth starter to try to get out of the weekend, and it's just in some cases just not realistic. Uh, to, to be able to do that, especially considering that you are missing one of your key guys for this weekend and, and, and perish. But so, you know, I, I'd be interested to see kind of what Coach Tadlock does. Do you do you roll the dice a little bit and go with Kyle Robinson in game one? Or do you, do, do you trot Mason Molina out there in game one, knowing that if you don't win that one, you, you know, you, you're going to – it's just – a it, it's just like I said. It's just the the, the math and and the amount of <laughs> innings you're going to have to pitch, not in your favor, and it's really going to stress you, you know, your your arms. And some most teams, even the good ones, they just run out when when put in that uh, yeah. position. Not that you can't, but uh, yeah, Florida, they're a mainstay. Number two, I think, what national seed in the country. They've hosted thirteen out of the last fifteen years, which is unbelievable. You feel like you're rolling with Tech baseball. They've been to seven straight regionals. I mean, I think Florida's been to 15 straight, hmm. uh, which I think is one of the longest streaks in the country from that standpoint. And 13 of those 15 you've you've actually hosted if, if you're the Gators. So th- this is a, a national power uh, of sorts, if you will, a national brand. So, yeah, the Red Raiders have their hands full. But as Coach Tadlock has said, hey, man, we, we, earned, we earned this in, in every sense. Like, we weren't sure – we were going to get here. We, we, we won enough lately to, to, to put ourselves in this position. So we've earned the right to be here, but you also earn the right because of some of the, you know, inconsistencies and things like that to have to be at a, at a, at a number two national seeds, you know, <laughs> site, you know, that it, so it goes both ways, but uh, hopefully the red Raiders win that first one on uh, Friday morning and we'll see what goes from there. You're really screwing up my shaking in their flip-flops narrative with all that Florida <laughs> talk. <laughs> What have we yeah. gotten? A couple of baseball go rounds. We got an elite eight uh, hoops go around. Did we get another basketball matchup, or did I drink? It seemed like there have been like two or three times Tech and Florida uh, have squared off in a postseason of some kind lately. Well, uh, basketball was in in the American Airlines Center yeah. uh, the the year that you went to the elite eight. Um, you know that was when you know you had uh, a home crowd uh, yeah. and you you beat SFA in the first game and then the, the second round game was against the Florida uh, for the basically you punch your ticket to go to Boston uh, on that night that's when i think you had that alley oop to Zaire Smith at the end of the game mm. you know and and it, yeah that was a, that was a fun scene but yeah made him millions of dollars <laughs> yes, and just yes, saw him doing did. it again somewhere on a playground over the weekend i don't know where he was hooping somewhere on a blacktop but yeah there you the go the kids went wild again <laughs> Probably made him some more money. Just keep pulling that one out of the bag. <laughs> yeah. Man, looking forward to this. Friday morning, day sports is coming up at the end of the week, boys. So get your livers lubed up. We got big things happening coming up on Friday, 11 o'clock from Gainesville, Florida, Red Raiders, and UConn to get it started. We'll have more on that as we get closer. That'll be at 11 a.m. Friday on ESPNU. All right, Chris, appreciate the insight and the time. As always, man, enjoyed it. Good to be back with you, and we'll do it again tomorrow. Deal, man. Sounds good. You got it. And uh, be out there. Subscribe on YouTube or anywhere you get podcasts so you never miss an episode. We want you to be one of those everydayers. You get a patch to put on your jacket. We think, like, we hope. Like a letter jacket, yeah. We're asking, yes, not a motorcycle jacket. It's 
a touchy time for such things. For Chris Level, I'm Casey Cowan. We'll see you for the next round on Locked on Texas Tech.